Welcome back. Welcome back. Hey. Welcome back. Hey. <laughs> hey. Welcome back to Black Women Voices Podcast. We are well rested and we are excited to be back and we are ready to go. I cannot believe that we are in season two. Season two of Black Women Voices. Mm-hmm. Two is an awesome number. That's all I'm going to say. You know two what? Two is an awesome <laughs> Oh, yeah. Because all deuces are wild. I think. Mean, oh, you know what? Like, you know, okay. Not okay. in a year, you're not going to do that. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. you, you won't have a deuce without your eight. Uh, but it's okay. That's true. Facts on that. Facts on that. It's, it's all about the one. All about the ace. It is out. I feel like I have no idea what we're saying. <laughs> don't worry about that, Valerie. Don't worry about it. Okay. I was like, uh, for the folks who don't know what they're saying. <laughs> so, just some Greek love right here. Can I do a shout out real quick? Go ahead, Dr. K. We're going to let you. <laughs> Can I shout out all the sorors of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated on our centennial year? Yes, we living it up in 2020. Yeah. Happy centennial, you are. Thank you. I was telling the, 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 the members that work in my office, I was like, you there's only one, you're only going to see this one time in your life. You are. No, like, so please take advantage of it. And you know their response to me, uh, it's expensive. It is. <laughs> it is. It is. And it's gonna have a whole nother full-time job. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they get my coins. <laughs> That's nothing. what they do. They get my coin. But it's all good. There, there's nothing in free. There's nothing in life that is free, including being born and dying. <laughs> Everything got a call. Mm-hmm. That's a word right there. They say. I'm excited, yeah. but I am excited to be back with my sister. Yes. Oh my God. Y'all, we did a whole season. A whole season. Yes. 14 episodes. Jesus. It went by so quick. It's about 20 different black women. That's beautiful. Beautiful. You better be the assessment person and know them numbers. And a lot of cool people along the way. Yes. 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 It was exciting. Excited to meet people at the conferences too. So two more coming up. Two more coming up that you can check us out. ACPA in Nashville, Tennessee, and NASPA in Austin, Texas. We will be there live. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what y'all been up to? What's going on? Oh, you know, a little bit of work, a little bit of school, a little bit of family, but everything has been everything, everything has been very very good. Had a chance to um, really relax and rejuvenate and refresh myself for this new year because in 2020, we're seeing everything, we're doing everything, and we are living in our passion and in our purpose. So I'm excited. I'm excited for this new year that is coming. It's going to be a great season for sure. For sure. I like it. I received that great season. Come on. Well, passion and purpose all 2020. Yes. <laughs> you better speak a word. 2020. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. <laughs> 2020 has been, it's, oh, no. It's been, it's been a long January. Let me just put that out there. 
I mean, it's been, it's been five months into the year, and it's still January. <laughs> so I'm just trying to understand what what is going on. It's been a good January, but a long one. And working in higher ed, you only get for most people, if not all, only getting paid once a month and having to wait until the end of the month to get paid. But that's a whole other topic for a different day, I guess. Mm. They struggle. Side hustles, you know. That's a whole side hustle is real. Yeah. yeah, side hustle is real. I mm. think uh, for me, I've been booked and busy, as people have claimed it. My my theme this year is boss up, and mm. so um. <clears throat> I'm really big on as I'm climbing that I'm lifting people with me. Mm-hmm. So I'm really booked and busy. You know, started a new business venture with a colleague. Um, shout out mm-hmm. to Dr. Aquan Smith. We have a, 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 I guess you can call it like a firm, but we do a lot of consulting and coaching, especially those that are going through the dissertation process. So that's new. And some exciting things that I can't really say live yet, but it's coming. So I've been busy, awesome. but I've been taking care of myself. Um, hey. Something that I'm, I don't do consistently. So I've been taking care of myself, hitting the gym, eating a little bit healthier on some days. The week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, There's no judgment here. Yeah. <laughs> and it sounds like you spent some time with your sores. Yeah. You know, DC was live. <laughs> DC was great. Uh, it was uh, Dr. K in D.C. Yes. And, you know, I was telling someone earlier, the, the biggest thing that I remember the most is being on Howard's campus mm-hmm. at midnight and just reflecting on how five women 100 years ago said, we want to do this. We want to create something, not knowing where it would end up. And for us to be standing on the legacy, it was just, just surreal. So it was, it was dope. That was awesome. That's awesome. That is, I, you know, I went to our centennial and I remember thinking like, man, we'll never be able to see this again. You know, this, this time, this experience. So, so I have, so one of my graduate assistants is, is a, is a, a a Zeta. And do you, (laughs) let me tell you hard it is to find the right wife. I was all around the city because I was determined Mm. Get five white. Yes. (laughs) She saw that. And I, you know, we, I think that's one of the things in student affairs also is how do we appreciate people, right? For for And how do we support, you know, on during the good days and bad days, to be quite honest, you Mm -hmm. know, I think that that this was just an opportunity and and the beat goes on. Y'all got all year. Okay. And um, <laughs> I, want, I want people to know it all year. All year. <laughs> all year. And know it. Well, I took a very much needed rest in December. Like this was, I think, the first December where I did not travel. I didn't go to anybody's house. I went to church on Christmas. Um, I had a birthday um, and I just kind of rested and relaxed then and just spend time working on my dissertation proposal because if 2020 is about nothing else it's about being done i managed i had the opportunity to travel abroad for work as we develop um a study abroad experience that focuses on the middle passage and so spent some time 
in Barbados. Shout out to Barbados. It's an amazing country. Oh, you listen, you if you can get there, get there. It is gorgeous. So yeah, that's kind of what, and then just trying to take some time to get some rest and not, you know, really recognize not to be on the hustle all the time. Mm-hmm. And you know, I live in a cold destination, so it kind of helps that it's freezing cold outside and there's snow. Ooh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, like I came back to snow. So, <laughs> so that was my, that was my little break. I'm excited to be back. Excited to, you know, talk through. Yeah. What's going on with you, Dr. Uh, future Dr. Thompson? What's going on? I receive it in Jesus' name. It's happening. Um, it's been good. I have decided to put my holistic wellness first, um, emotional, spiritual, and physical, and cut out things and situations and relationships that were not conducive to what I want my 2020 to be. Come on with the word. Uh and walking out on faith. Mm-hmm. Every stand, everything has been a faith move. Um, and that I shall be Dr. V by May 2020. I received yes, <laughs> I stand in that and it's a faith walk. So that um that's been happening, but I, I think it's also been important that I make sure that I stand there for someone else and that I that I think about mentorship and supporting others because I feel like we don't, we didn't get here by ourselves. And I think it's important that I step into that and I make sure that I'm helping somebody else. So that's also what I want my 2020 to be and thinking about writing more, thinking about submitting conference and presentations more um, and putting stuff out that really talks about passion and purpose. And so I'm definitely with this passion and purpose that Jasmine was doing. I feel that's in my spirit. Um, so, no, this is good. I feel good. 2020 is good. I speak that. It's going to be 20, a great one. 2020, the year of action towards mm. the vision. I love it. <laughs> you got yourself a, a, a conference thing going on. Okay, you got a conference. You have to put on a conference or something. Let us know. So, actually, I am working alongside. See, I know. Problems. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. Actually, this is an assessment. Yes, I, yes, I am. <laughs> I saw that assessment conference. Yeah, that. so, yeah. I'm just, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> Uh, Dr. K is the queen of the side hustles of the four of us. She can <laughs> But I think that it's important because especially we have all of these gifts and talents. Yeah. You no. Know, and we give so much of them to hire it away right. as a package deal with the one salary and the hats. You better could take some of those out and like, you know, make some coinage. That's the word for the 2020. Uh, coinage <laughs> hustles and be able to you know and the other piece to that is you get to meet a lot of different people that you normally wouldn't meet um mm-hmm. just stand in your realm of higher ed mm-hmm. that's been the exciting piece for me 
because then it turns into I meet someone and that connection allows me to make another connection with someone else that I once knew or know. Um, so for me, it's all about how do I get my squad to where they need to be to be successful in their own right. I love it. And if I have to put myself out there to do this, to do that, to make some connections, I think that I believe that's the purpose that God has created me to be the connector for some people. You better be the connector. Mm-hmm. So I'm operating in that. <laughs> I love I it. Think 2020 is about endurance for me. Like I've heard that word so many times, mm-hmm. enduring things, you know, um, not as a, in a bad way, but just like, not looking like it's life is not easy things are not easy like you have to you know really practice endurance mm-hmm. happens yeah. when things don't go the way that, that you thought they were gonna go or you're not done in the time frame like a person we can work individually work 40 to 50 hours a week and then three of us feel like we about to be done with a doctorate tomorrow like no <laughs> it's so much time away because you are co-doing all of this stuff at the same time right um, that just taking time to understand that endurance takes time but to just be patient and and give myself grace as i give it to other people i think that i think the self-grace piece is the hardest right because i feel like we are often our own worst critics um often I'll, you know, say different things about myself. And it's like, wait a minute. If, I, if I'm not my own cheerleader, how can I expect anybody else to stand in that? Pass the offer. Pass the offer. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I've been using that word a lot um, in talking to people is that we don't give ourselves enough grace. But we're so eager to give other people grace and allowing them to continue to do what they do in our lives. And I told someone actually today, you know, about patience and that patience is the stubborn key for the door of your own success. Mm. Say it again. (laughs) (laughs) Patience patience is the stubborn key to the door to your own success. Because we we, we want things when we want them. Um. We may know that, you know, this may not be the right time, but we've done all the right things. Why don't we have it? And so that patience piece is, is a tough one. It's self-discipline also. And I'm always preach self-awareness is the core of everything. 2020 is going to be different for a lot of people in a lot of different ways in which some things are about to manifest, whether it's good or bad. Um, so that that concept of endurance is going to really show up. So what what are some of the things that we're looking forward to in 2020? Great question. Silence. <laughs> <laughs> we thought about all the work, but we thought about what we're looking forward to. No, listen, I in 2020, I want peace. Mm, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, let me just be 110 transparent. Like this doctoral journey has not been peaceful. Right. And so I want peace in 2020. Yes. I, want peace. I want my mind. I want my mind to be in peace. I want my body to be in peace. I want my spirit to be in peace. And I, and I want to cultivate peace in my relationships and in my communication with others. I don't want to cultivate chaos because I think so much of, okay, we just got to get it done. We got to get it done. It just operates like that. I do not want to, to operate in that. 
Because as a student, I recognized that that wasn't conducive to the ways that I was functioning. I needed it not to be that way. So in 2020, I need, I, I want peace. I will have peace. I will receive it. Whatever that looks like, it's going to be peaceful. I'll tell you that. I think one thing I'm looking forward to um, in 2020 is love. Um, in a sense of self-love, falling in love with self over and over and over and over again. Yes. Um, really being able to, to cultivate and show love within, of course, family. Um, one thing I think that I'm very bad at, especially, you know, when I get hung up um, or tied into work and school and uh, my daughter, like, you know what? I, I haven't talked to my friends. Where are they? How are they doing? Well, I, I need to show more love, but it's not just for them. It's for self, too, because, you, you know, we can't do nothing alone. Sometimes we, we, I feel like for myself particularly, I get so hung up or caught up in things that I feel like I'm alone and I'm not. Mm -hmm. So I think really being able to express and show love in whatever form that may be um, is going to be very beneficial um, in 2020. And also being in love and knowing what I love about my work, my job. Mm -hmm. What it is that keeps me there. There's something that we talk about a lot. Of course, we talk a lot about burnout and being tired. But what is it? What 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 is it that that I absolutely love that's going to keep me there? Or if there is not love within my position, I need to find that love right. somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love. Twenty twenty. That's mm -hmm. it. That's me. That's all. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I'm trying to release some. Chaos. Somebody mentioned to a, a, a close friend said, you seem really comfortable in chaos, meaning that I can have all of these different things happening and just be like, no, 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 I'm fine. Like to, you know, be in leadership in various ways to work, to do a doctor, just all of these different things are happening. And to, to just sit in it and be and then to be like the sounding board for everybody about everything and I would like to come out of that role I don't want to be seen as being comfortable with chaos because I'm not comfortable it ultimately impacts me especially um, health-wise and so I think 2020 will be me getting really back to some of these basics like a, a health journey um, I went to see a dietitian mm. the other day, you know, and I think that, you know, there are a lot of things out there that are telling us, you know, this is how you should eat. You should eat like this and you should do this and, and a lot of different opinions. But the, the real real is that you need to just listen to your body, you know, and your body will ultimately say different things to you and tell you if you listening. Some people are not listening and that's why they still eat foolishness. Um, <laughs> you know, but so, so I think that that for me is this, is this health journey is this getting things off of my plate. And so that's why I'm being very intentional. I want to get finished with things and move forward. And I'm not like trying to, um, it's the year of yes in a lot of ways for me. If you, have y'all read that book? Year of yes? So yeah. really Shonda Rhimes is a very good book. Um, and I think that not like trying to, to hold on to different things like, yeah, whatever, moving forward. And so 
I want to release some things this year and be able to release myself to do some other things and just, you know, be sound spiritually and mentally and physically as well. I, I want to go some places. I want to travel. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's the second half of 2020. The first half is about getting done. <sighs> I just want to be done with my, with my whole doctoral program. It's been a great program. I just think that the, the trying to work full time and get through things, you know, it's a challenge. It's yeah. a challenge. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Mm-hmm. <sighs> what am I looking forward to? Wow. So I heard peace. I heard getting out of this whole comfort of chaos and love. And I agree with all of those. And I guess for me to wrap it all up is energy, recognizing my energy. Um, Mm -hmm. And when it's low, how to leave. And then tapping into this whole concept of me. So when you strip me of my 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 degrees, my titles, my accolades, uh, everything. Mm. And it's just me. Who is that? That's the story that I want to begin to tell people. Um, because that's at the core of who I am. And so that taps into that vulnerability. Um, and recognizing for me, the biggest thing in 2019 was recognizing that a lot of people are going to have perceptions of me, whether good, bad, or ugly, because they don't know my purpose. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and I had to sit in that um, because, you know, all of my life I've been achieving goals that other people have put on me. And so for the first time, I'm looking at me in the mirror and saying, what is it that you want to achieve? You know, it's okay that people have opinions, but God has a purpose for my life. And I have to be intentional about living out that purpose. And so <clears throat> the biggest thing for me is recognizing that I need to tap into my emotions. You know, I'm the, I'm the first one to say catch flights, not feelings. What? <laughs> I'm the first one to say that. <laughs> yeah. And, and a lot of it's because I've been masking who mm-hmm. I am with my accolades, with supporting other people. Um, being this strong black woman um, and, and doing whatever I need to do so that I look good in the limelight, so to speak, that I forgot how to truly accept myself and love myself, mm-hmm. give myself grief, um, grace, and then find peace within all of that. So for me, I'm looking forward to not a new me, um, but recharging me. Yeah, 2020 is going to be I've been smiling a lot in 2020, so 2020 is going to be a great year. Okay, smiles. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just life. Life is good, and then you know, not to damper it, but you know, the situation that happened with individuals in California, um, the helicopter crash, mm-hmm. and you know, mm-hmm. Kobe, his daughter. Um, the other uh, coach, um, and I think was the pilot. It was like nine people all together. Pilot, everyone, you mm-hmm. know. Even though everybody's kind of singling out um, Kobe and his daughter, but everyone um, lost someone mm-hmm. um, that morning, and it it hits. And it's crazy that death has to happen for you to begin to think about things differently in life. Mm-hmm. Um, but for yeah. some reason, this this hit a little different for me. 
And I think it was because, you know, just if I, if I focus in on Kobe, his work ethic and, you know, how he went about that and, you know, living out your dreams and, you know, going the extra mile, um, being the best, um, wanting to be the best and then being the best. And it got me thinking, like, are we truly living out our dreams or are we kind of part time in our dream and why? And, you know, not knowing if tomorrow is promised, you know, would I be OK with what I've dealt with and came to at this very moment? If this was my last moment, am I good with that? And so thinking about that, which goes back to me, you know, being vulnerable and unmasking some things and dealing with some things in my life is going to be key for me in 2020. Nervous. I'm trembling. What's that song? <laughs> yes. Oh, Lord, I love you so. That's, that's Betty. That's Betty. Yes. So all of those, all those emotions are there. But I'm excited. I, there's something special about 2020. And I know people say it every year, but it's something different about 2020. Yeah. I'm real different. Yeah. So. But I'm excited, you know. We back, y'all. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about what's going to happen in this season and the guests that we're having and the topics. I'm excited about diving deeper into this awesome thing that we have here. Yeah. And the support that we've been getting is just yes. phenomenal to me. Um, yes. More Speaking than of support, me. please order one of our Black Woman Voices. Right. If this podcast has blessed your life or has encouraged you, any, <laughs> to yeah. donate, not only purchase a shirt for yourself, but donate it for someone else. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also key that we're doing something, I don't want to say it's you know, totally different, but it's unique in that we want to help other black women in higher education be yes. developed as they want to be without having to worry about a lot of finances. Um, we can't do a lot, but what we can do um, is give people those opportunities to be developed, um, our black women, our black sisters. And so that piece I love. And to your point, I think I also am encouraged by the people that we've met, I mean, mm-hmm. and hearing hearing from folks about episodes that they loved and have listened to over and over again, right. um, and also knowing that it's giving them and their experiences voice mm-hmm. because we knew, you know, in chat rooms and in you know Facebook groups and things of that nature, it was happening, but to actually hear someone else saying it right it kind of not only validated it but it made it seem like you're you weren't alone in it that's yeah. what i love about this podcast and that it gives space and room for that and it's a dope space like i know when we went to where, where were we um ash in mm-hmm. portland and you know having these young vibrant black women come up and say, hey, listen to your, your podcast. Like, what? <laughs> it was crazy. Um, but it was amazing. The miles away from one another and we can connect in that instance because of our experiences um, and with the stories that are being shared on this podcast from black women around the world. So, mm. y'all dope. 
Oh, thank yeah. you for all thank you for all of our listeners and yes the support that that has been amazing yeah oh and we read the comments we we see what you are saying and and you know this is this is unique because this has put us all out of our comfort zone and i don't mm-hmm. think people realize that like, i mean completely <laughs> <laughs> oh lord Listen, I remember the conversation. Dr. K, you were like, I think this we got something here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember the conversation. I was like, podcast? What? I, listen, we don't, do we have time? Right. Okay, I don't even like to talk. <laughs> <laughs> the Fourteen episodes later. Mm. Yeah. Twenty, uh, yeah, about twenty guests. And hundreds of listeners around the world. Spotify, iTunes. (laughs) Also, you can still check out our Spotify playlist. I listen to that when I'm exercising. And it is amazing. I love our playlist. We also have our Goodreads list. So, you know, please check those out if you're looking for some interesting and good reads. Like, we've, we've had some time. Anybody reading any books over time? Like, I feel like I'm over here. I ain't read nothing. Read any books. Yes. Uh, textbook. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it. That is all. No, no. But, read uh, it. I, I no. want to. One of our guests had recommended my sister, the serial killer, and I <laughs> need to continue that book. <laughs> I just want to say this book. Because I, I did I did download it to try to read it, but I haven't read it yet. Oh, yes. That is on my audiobook list. Okay. Gotcha. I read this book by Malcolm Gladwell. And I'm not going to lie. At first, I was like, I, you know, if you know who Malcolm Gladwell is, he is like, uh, he's amazing. And so he has a book called Talking with Strangers. Mm-hmm. And when I, the first, like, few minutes of the book, and now this is like the setup. He starts by talking about Sandra Bland. Wow. And the book goes into this, like, how we are having conversations. How do we have conversations with people we don't know? Mm. Mm. Come on. Of that experience. When I tell you that that, because I was looking for books, because one of the professional development things that I've been looking into doing is about how I communicate. Yes. Some people say that I have a slick mouth. <laughs> you know, <laughs> correct. I mean- I'm not gonna say nothing, but since you're bringing it up, <laughs> <laughs> and so I want—I was looking for something to like, you know, some sort of like a professional development. I came across this book as an option, and it was such a good. I listened to the audio book. It was such a good book. Wasn't he on? I felt like I've, I've heard his name. He was on the View talking about that. I think he has a really um, popular podcast too. So. I mean, Malcolm Gladwell, he's written The Tipping Point. I read that book. Very, very good. So he's an author. He's a um, just amazing speaker, like super dope. To the point where in the book, one of the song that they use that's throughout the book is a Janelle um, Monet song. I think it's called like, Hell You Talking About? Listen. What? Okay. 
put that on the list. Hold on. Right. on Just a minute. Add that one to the, to the list. <laughs> so I, I, that's another thing. I want to read more books. I mean, I know I have to read books for dissertation and all that kind of stuff, but there's a balance to that thing. Yeah. yeah you have to. You have to. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, just the, the topic of communication is big. You know, mm -hmm. anyone can talk. A yeah. lot of people are talking, but not enough people are communicating. Uh, communicating, communication in that form requires some action to the words. Mm -hmm. um, so we don't, we don't do that a lot. No. We really don't. But I think it goes back into what you had said about vulnerability, right? Mm -hmm. And allowing allowing ourselves to be vulnerable and asking questions and whether that is, you know, sitting down and talking, talking through things, mm -hmm. you know, because I think the other piece too is that we're always so trained to be these strong black women that oftentimes we're not going back into thinking about, you know what, that still hurts. Right. That part. I'm I'm actually not okay. You mm -hmm. know, I um have a dissertation coach and that woman blesses my life. And I think I cried with her last week. And I was like, I need, I need you to know how much you mean to me. And I need to know how you spoke life into me when I didn't even know that I needed it. Wow. And I want to do that for someone else. Yeah. And it's funny because I don't even think she knows how amazing that she is. And so I was like, that's what I want. But I also recognize that I need to take some time to heal myself and be vulnerable enough to say, you know what? It's okay to talk to somebody through this. Yeah. What, why do you think, like, and I'm speaking to myself when I say this too, we know there's some wounds there that, are, that haven't been fully healed. But yet we'll walk around claiming to be the strong black woman. And some of it is because society sees us as that, maybe. And others because we don't want someone to see our quote-unquote weakness. But it's not a weakness. It's being human. Mm -hmm. But at some point we have internalized this. There is some message, something that somebody said that had us to internalize some of these behaviors of showing quote-unquote weakness as a weakness it's like you know showing vulnerability which mm -hmm. uh, we got episodes coming on that you know as a weakness and it, i mean it comes from that whole point of like you know be strong don't cry you know it doesn't matter you can get through it you can make it it doesn't matter and it's like but wait a minute it does matter and you still can make it through it. Let's talk about what it does do to your mental capacity and how you need to take care of some of that, you know? And I always equate, I always tell people, you know, sometimes people don't like to address wounds because why don't we put alcohol on wounds? We know that alcohol is probably a really good disinfectant, but right. it hurts. Ah. It hurts. Yeah. And so you never going to put anything that, but you don't want to do that. And mm -hmm. so so you can just say, you know what, I'm just going to let it heal. It's fine. Just, you know, drink some ginger ale, the international. Or let's just get some saltines and clear that right up. But right, I tell you that my arm is broken. <laughs> How does saltine go help? No. <laughs> Make sure you wash the soap opera too. Yeah, and it's like, you know, we're using the wrong 
how can I, it's like if I have a cold, but you give me the wrong medicine, you know, like we're, we're, we're trying to heal wounds with the wrong medicine. Mm. But, why do you, but why do you think it's so hard for us to even talk about therapy or to talk about like, where, where does this come from that maybe sitting down and talking, talking to someone and talking through issues is so foreign. I, I think no, this is a, go ahead. Oh, come on, counselor. Let us know. <laughs> I don't want to use the counselor. <laughs> That's so what I'm going to say is it's a lot of factors, you know, for black women, you got the, the church, mm. you know, mm. um, the whole concept of what happens in this house stays in this house. Yes. Mm. Um, and then it's, you know, being in front of someone that doesn't know you, how can they relate to what I'm going through? Mm. Even if they look like you, how can they relate? Because yeah. we always, for the most part, feel like our experience is so much heavier than somebody else's. I agree with you, Dr. K. And I think the stigma attached to even even seeking out services, like why do you, you don't need a counseling. It's going to be fine. It's like, no, some people actually do. And so shout out to Therapy for Black Girls. So if y'all don't listen to Therapy for Black Girls, the podcast, but on um, the web, they have a web, on her website, they have a therapist directory. And I always start off with saying, you know, what are so, the, the personal things impact the professional and then the professional impacts the personal. There's no island in life. And so I think um, with therapy, we're just taught to just be so insular and not not and to just handle things on your own and and that you, everything you need is inside you how many times have people said that and it's like okay but some things that you do need are outside of you and you you know you may need to sit and talk to somebody and mm, that person may not look like you mm-hmm. they may give you one of my i mean i have had you know, therapists that were black women, and I have had super dope white women as therapists. And it's all about choosing the right fit for you and, and what concern that you have. I just, I, 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 I can, I am an advocate. Like I tell everybody, the first thing I did when I went to college, undergrad, was go straight to, to counseling. I know I needed it, but I just knew that I needed something. And that, where I wanted to start. Like we we go around, we try to find the right fit for our job. Mm. We're trying to find the right uh, hairstylist to do our hair, the right person to be romantic with. But when it comes to the core of who we are, we don't we don't look for the right fit of how to heal ourselves. Mm. Yeah, it's really sad. But and we got friends, right? So let's just go to your girl. But, where do, but but interestingly, is it that we don't recognize that we need to be healed because we are pushed to move and we, we don't have time? We don't. That, that's an issue. But I don't really have time because I got to I got to pay these bills. I got to take care of these people. I got to do all these things because it, it seems as though the message of it's OK to stop and it's OK to pause and it's OK to really work on internal you. It's not a message that we receive, even growing up, mm-hmm. because it's always about someone else. It's always about taking care of the village. It's always about helping someone else. We don't receive the message that even within that, it's also okay to push the pause button. Yeah. 
and recognizing, yeah. you know, before you can truly help someone else, you got to help yourself first. Uh, you can't be running ragged trying to help everybody else's um, dreams come true. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so crazy when you think about it. We go through a lot. Oh, man. Yes. Is that a message that the other cultures get? Like, is, is that something that is unique to black womanhood? I feel like it is. Wait, what? What is that message? What are you talking? What message? message that it's not that we have to, because we have everything and everybody else to see about that we don't get. We don't. We can't be vulnerable, right? But is that a different message than other that our non-minoritized folks receive? Oh, you're saying not people who are not people of color, essentially. Right. I think definitely it's a people of color. Uh, I think it, it it exists in different formats it may not be exactly the same thing in different groups um that are people of color and a lot of it is because a lot of us are collectivist societies and so we do things so insular mm-hmm. in that i mean and that's not the only reason but do i do i feel like that that message is not given to you know i was going to use a different word but you know people who are, are not non-people of color i'm not really sure i can't you know but I will say this, when I was out of the country, there was an experience, um, and we had a conversation about this experience, the group that I was with, and the, there was this child who was um, non-minority, she was a, a, a child, I'm assuming she was, but she was, climbing on, she was climbing up a pole that was in the restaurant. Mm-mm. And we were looking at her, you know, because if we were climbing, if you were, if you were doing something like that, right away your parents are going to say something to you the the message would be that is not something that you but her parents were like look at that that is so cute it's like it was like a, a spectacle she's literally climbing on something in a restaurant wow oh and, and right then it was like that and to me i was like that is the start of what we call privilege right we teach our kids all of these constraints and different things and then we're literally seeing you know other races not teach that that's not what they're learning they're learning that it's okay to be free it's okay to have agency and to speak how you feel you know we are still in the point where we like when you hear adults talking come on don't you get out. don't you say nothing matter of fact get out the room go i got a trouble when i call my grandma girlfriend yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we laugh at it now, but we think like some of these messages are really damaging, right? And so I, I also don't feel like the message is, girl, go on and climb up that pole and see, you know, do whatever you would like to do. I don't think that's the message, but I think that there's some level of balance that we have to, you know, teach teach our young, especially our young women, it is okay to express how you feel. And it is okay to have feelings. I'm, now, I'm starting to feel that. <laughs> feelings are not facts. They can change, though. That's, that's the main thing. Feelings are not facts. They can absolutely change. And it's okay to explore how that looks. Yeah. This is my dissertation topic. That's what I want y'all to know. That's why it's so interesting. Oh! <laughs> Come on. Just, Listen. I, when I think about my, my childhood, I don't think I express feelings. You know, you may have cried if something happened, but really had conversations about how I felt about something. 
and and then I saw something on Facebook today that reminded me, you know, something like you may not had you may not have been rich, but your parents did what they could. And I think that when I was in situations where I wanted more and I knew that my, my parents were doing what they could, I just left it alone. I didn't voice how I felt. Um, mm-hmm. And even now is if someone does something and it's, oh, that's the best that they could do. That's it. I'm not going to tell them how I feel. That That's good enough. And I'm at the point where I really was just masking a lot of emotions. And I just don't have that energy anymore. And I can't anymore because people are hurting. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I can tell you how many times that I've talked to students in the past couple of weeks. And it's always led to, you need to have a conversation with the young you. Because there's some some wounds that haven't been. I'm having those conversations with 20 and 21 year olds. And I'm like, well, dog, I need to have that with myself. Because <laughs> there are some wounds that haven't been completely healed. And then it's the, the notion of, is it too late to go back and try to, to figure out these wounds and to heal them? I would say no. No. No, yeah. And that's what I'm thinking because if it's impacting me enough to even think, then yeah, it's worth looking. I think that there are times and reasons there's, there's like, there's a season for everything. And so there, there's also a healing season. Right. And so I always say, if I had worked, if I had to work through some of the things that I'm working through now, back then, I maybe wouldn't have been ready. And so in that season, I worked through what I was ready to work through. And then season you know I feel like I can work through something else and so I, I do think that it's all about seasons yeah mm-hmm. mm. That's and powerful. doing what, for, what and, and, and really paying attention to what feels right at that moment in time like what is it that you you need to be kind of working through and working on right it's funny that you say that too because I remember I um, I think it was early on, I was a psychology major and they were like, all right, you get 25 points extra credit if you go in to get some therapy. And I was like, 25 points, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember sitting down and talking through things. And once I had all of my sessions so that I could get my points, he was like, you know, I feel like we still, you know, can have some more. And I was like, no, no, <laughs> I, I just want these points. Right. Because I wasn't in the space to be able to have conversations that were going to resolve some things or at least kind of unpack issues because I wasn't I wasn't in that space and so I think to your point I don't think that it's too late but I do think you have to be open to those conversations yeah and it, and it sounds like from what you all are saying that there's a season for it mm-hmm. and recognizing the space of the season and in order to do that there has to be some level of self-awareness yeah And also being very clear that you may need to work through some things. Like, I mean, we, we were talking about like mommy, mommy, daughter issues, mommy, daddy issues. And, you know, one of the things is realizing that the people that you may need to work through those issues may not either want to, they may be available and they, or, or for them, it may look a little bit different. So I think that it's also recognizing that this is your journey and you know you don't want anything to necessarily hamper that i mean obviously if you can include those people you know but i will say some of the things um for me specifically personally involved my parents and they're both deceased and so 
was like, I have to, if I'm going to, like, I have to make a choice. Do I want to work through it or do I want to work through it with them? Well, since clearly it's not going to happen with them, I had to decide, okay, so what did I want to do? And so I, I also invite people to, to think, okay, you know what? Maybe, maybe you need to work through things, but maybe those things are going to be very personal and you working through them and not expecting someone who never all along didn't understand to now all of a sudden want to understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I think that goes back to um, Valerie, Valerie, your point in terms of uh, what you're looking forward to in 2020 is that peace. Yeah. Um, finding your, finding your peace. Cause I mean, that's real. Cause most of these wounds, other people are attached to that and they may not be ready, but I can't wait on somebody else to be ready to, in order for me to have my peace. Say it. I, I just I, I, I can't afford that anymore. Mm-mm. So this, yeah, this year, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try this vulnerability thing. Uh, we're gonna peel, we're gonna peel back the layers and get to the core and and, mm-hmm. and just work some Woo! things out. Like even just. Talking about it is scary. <laughs> like, my gosh, we're talking about this right now. Ah, it's just nerve wracking. Yeah, but I got to do it. You know, we got to do it for ourselves. Um, man, twenty twenty will be something else. You hear me? We're excited to go on this journey with you. We we are with you and with all of us. We are yeah. all gonna have some really exciting journeys in twenty twenty and. Like y'all buckle up and get ready because mm. it's gonna it's gonna be I, I think that this is gonna be a really, really good opportunity. We have new things coming, you know, within the podcast, but then we also have new experiences happening for each one of us individually. Definitely yeah. hope that you will stick with us. We ask that you share, like, share, and subscribe to our podcast. We want to help disseminate and get it to as many people as possible season two season two it's been a long time okay never mind i'm glad that we're back i'm glad to be back this i'm, I'm, I'm happy i'm really mm-hmm. excited um so stick with us season yes. two more conversations new guests um new stories new experiences we, mm-hmm. we just gonna wrap this thing out in 2020 Hey y'all, Anne here, and my co-host and I would like to welcome you back to Season 2 of Black Woman Voices. We hope you enjoyed Episode 1, and we hope that you will like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. We want this message to reach as many people as possible, so we hope that you would share. Also, we are currently selling our Black Woman Voices t-shirt. That's right. For a limited time, you can support the podcast through ordering a t-shirt. Please click the link in the description box for more information. We will see you at ACPA and NASPA. And so we hope to connect with you real soon. Take care.